This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good Wednesday morning, September 2nd to you from the Morning Breath crew. We're so glad you've taken time out of your day to join us here on Morning Breath, be part of the Morning Breath family. What we do is uh, we do a morning devotion, and uh, we do it in the afternoon, too, on the radio. So if you're in on the afternoon, we're glad you're there, too. But what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible. We read that chapter, and the goal is to just spend some time with the Lord, uh, ask Him to speak to our hearts and our lives, into our lives, through the Word of God, and also uh, then we talk about it on the air. We don't plan which verses or where in the chapter we're going to uh, focus until we actually read it together. Uh, I am my co-host. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, Mark? Good, Pastor Dan. How are you? Good to have you, man. I'm doing great. Great to be here. And so we will kind of decide, hopefully by the Spirit of God, where to go in this chapter after we read it together. And so what we would like you to do is uh, go online or go on and read the chapter on your own and spend some time in the Word, do a morning devotion. And if you can do that and then join the program, I think that's super powerful. Or if you can't, read it afterwards, but sometime during the day, read the chapter. And if you get going on that, it's a great habit to get into, and it's a life-giving habit. So we're glad you're here. Mark, how would they know which chapter we're in? ESP. ESP, uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, is that like the internet? East Coast Sensory Perception. Oh, no, you need, to, you need to go to the East Coast app or the East Coast website, um, get to our podcast page, and you can see the Morning Breath Guide, and that will give you uh, the chapters where we've been, where we're going, so you can always know and be reading along with us. You can also listen to the podcast uh, going back quite a ways, so you can get caught up on any that you've missed or listened to them again if they were really, really good. Um, so uh, make sure you get onto our website, get onto our app. You can always call us at the office, 321-452-1060. We can email you a guide that way. Uh, and when you're on there, you can find us also on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, lots of ways to connect to East Coast. It's the 21st century. And so uh, you can do it digital, baby. Yeah, that's awesome out there. <clears throat> Speaking of digital, if you are not yet comfortable with going to in-person services. We do have those at all our campuses now and all different times. And so if you're in Vieira or Coco or here on Merritt Island and you want to come to church, we're open. Amen. And we would love to have you. And I will encourage you this way. You need to do that some at some point. You need to, you know, get back into regular in-person fellowship, that's what you and I were made for. Yes. We weren't made to, to be out on our own alone and doing this on our own. So we do encourage you to come to our in-person services. We'd love to have you. But we also have another campus that is digital. It's our online services, and they're available all different ways through our Facebook page. Uh, you can go to our uh, YouTube. Uh, you can go to our app. Uh, you can go to our website. All those things are available to go to our, go to our services online. And we need you and we want you to be involved with East Coast Christian Center. Absolutely. Also, East Coast Christian University is Woo. our Bible college that we have here. And you can join that in person or online as well. We start a new class every month. And so if you if you can't do a whole semester right in a row, if you can do a month, you can get a whole class in. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a big, big difference. So uh, I believe the website for that is eccuequipped.com. Yeah. Jump on there and find out more about it. And also, we're about to launch our groups uh, on the 7th. Uh, so it's coming up here. The 
week of the seventh. That's of course that's Labor or that's Labor Day. But that week we're getting groups launched. We're talking about it that weekend. Uh, Freedom Group is our core discipleship. Man, you want to jump? If you haven't Come done on. Freedom, you need to do Freedom. Do it. Um, get into a group, uh, and also we're launching small groups. And so there's just so many ways for you to stay connected. And a lot of those groups are meeting. Some of them meet online only. Some of them meet in person only. Some of them meet both. They'll meet in person and they'll have people piping in from online. So there is no limit to how you can get connected. And frankly, Pastor Andrew, there's no excuse. Yeah, yeah I just want to tell good, you. That's just, a good way to put it. Just do it. Just get connected. Like you said, it's so important that we stay connected, and uh, groups are a great way to do that. Absolutely. And you know, when you go online and get in a group online, you can actually, especially if you're new to it, start to get to know some people and see if that it really is a connection. Because honestly, not every small group's for you. Sure. And sometimes the people and personalities, it doesn't work out as much. You can always try another one and get in a different one. So I'd encourage you to try one, get in one. And if you don't like it, get in a different one and uh, get going because it's a powerful thing. Uh, Lastly, we want to encourage you to our Morning Breath video podcast with Pastor Matt and Jessica every Monday. We uh, do that on our YouTube page. And so not only can you hear Morning Breath uh, on the radio, but if you'd like to watch them do radio, uh, do the radio program on uh, the podcast, the video podcast, you can do that. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Lots of fun. Let's do it. We got a big old chapter. Big old chapter. And so what's halfway? Uh, 34, Six, 36. Four, what do we have here? 72 verses. 72. So 35, 36. 36. Yeah. yeah. So I'll read through... Uh, 36, wow, no, that's not quite even. I think I'm going to read through 31, looking at the amount on the page, because okay. there's a nice break there when Jesus goes to pray in the garden. Then I'll pick it up at 32. 32 and then it is. King James. Yes, sir. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having a alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me, for you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do good to them. But me you do not always have. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, that this woman... What this woman, excuse me, has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. In the evening, he came with the 12. 
Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and say to him, One by one, is it I? And another said, Is it I? He answered and said to them, It is one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he'd never been born. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is said for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the vine, excuse me, drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he spoke more vehemently, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. Verse 32, Mark 14. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him and fled. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body, and the young men laid hold of him. And he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple with, made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimonies agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? 
What is it these men testify against you? But he kept silent and answered nothing. And again the high priest asked him, saying to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to beat him and to say to him, Prophesy. And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. Now as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. But he denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. A second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he, when he thought about it, he wept. Ah. Uh, Men, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit uh, along this line of uh, the the word Gethsemane means oil press. Uh, that's what the the word means. And as I thought about and read, uh, it, it's easy to listen when when you were reading Mark. I appreciate you reading all that all that scripture and and to think about where the Lord was in in that setting because you got to remember that Jesus uh, did what he did in his humanity. He didn't do it with, uh, you know, as as the son of God, so to speak, in the sense of, you know, he had this supernatural power and didn't feel anything or didn't experience pressure. This whole thing is an incredible pressure that is weighing down on Jesus, so much so that we know from other places in Scripture, other Gospels, that he sweat blood. It, the pressure was so intense that his body actually cells were and capillaries were breaking down close to the skin from the pressure he's experiencing. And, and as he sweat, there was blood mixed with it. An incredible, I've been under pressure in my life uh, a few times, but never under the pressure of losing my life and not just losing my life, but losing it in such an incredibly harsh uh, painful torture. I mean, a crucifixion is nothing more, nothing less than one of the highest forms of torture ever invented by man. And uh, he's feeling this, and, and the pressure he's feeling is, of course, he's got the physical pressure that's coming with the beating and the, all the things that happened to him. But all of this is internal pressure at this point, yeah. internal in the sense of his soul his mind, his emotions, his, even his will, because a lot of times when your mind and your, and your emotions are assault, assaulted, it affects your choices, what you will and will not to do. And I was with someone earlier today, a pastor of a local church, who literally was in tears, just weeping about the pressure and the, how hard life really was for him right then. And he's experienced a lot of tough things, not nearly as tough as Jesus, but, but pressure is just being heaped on him. I even believe that when they put the, the crown of thorns on his head, that was emblematic of the pressure. I've got my hands up here by my head for you radio listeners. 
that was being just exerted. See, Jesus was not only physically crushed for your sins, he was emotionally crushed, spiritually, tasted spiritual death. the, The amount that he suffered, he did all that so that we could be above the pressure in our lives. We could, we could rise above sin. He's talking, he tells you how to defeat sin, pray. And watch and pray so unless you enter into temptation. He, he's, he's giving us a roadmap here of look at all that I did. I suffered nakedness, suffered, you know, the, what, he, what the soldiers did to him. I mean, the religious, it's amazing to me that these people who are religious leaders began to spit on him, to Mm. blindfold him and to beat him and say to him, prophesy, and the officers struck him with a slapping him in the face. These religious spirits are so harsh and cruel, and you see here really the side of righteousness. You know, there's an interesting saying uh, in verse 55, when you read it, it really stood out. It said, uh, now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found, but found none. Mm. The, the contrast is so amazing in this chapter between the religious and the truly spiritual, the kind, the loving, the, the hopeful, and the, and the religiously bound that, that are really... They're cruel. It's, it's just an ugly demonstration of humanity. And we've seen some of that in the world we live in today, where, where the real side of the human soul, the lost, broken, depraved man is doing what's going on in the world today. And that could be on either side. That could be on the side of people being killed, uh, innocent people being killed by police officers, or that can be on the side of rioters and all sorts of crazy stuff, beating other people that have nothing to do with it, burning down stores that, that are people just trying to make a living. We see the cruelness of man in the world we live today, yeah. and their only hope, my only hope, your only hope, is Jesus Christ. He paid the price so we don't have to be this way or live this way, but to live differently. Now, I, I shared a long time marking no, the rest of the program. I, I'm, I'm glad you went <laughs> the rest of the program. I'm glad you went that direction because uh, I've thought about that a lot. I've thought about when Jesus was in the garden and struggling and dealing with that pressure. And I'm glad you brought out the spiritual side of it because so often it's easy to think about what Jesus went through physically. And it's completely understandable that that alone would be enough to drive him to this level of distress. But I think we, what we can't imagine is all the things you just described, all of the, the brokenness of man, the slapping Jesus in the face, spitting on him, what we're dealing with right now in society, the worst news stories we could ever see about what one man has done to another, the Holocaust, awful things. Jesus knew something, and it's something that we can never know. And I think this is a big part of the distress that he was feeling. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians mm, In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says that God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Mm. Jesus was in a place where he had never, ever known sin. He did not have a sin nature because he wasn't the seed of Adam. Yes. And he knew that all of the sin, not only the sin of the world, but even the very sin that was going to be committed against him. Yes. Was going to be laid on his spirit. I don't think we can 
no, begin to conjure up what that would feel like because we've never we've never not had a yeah. sin nature. Yeah, that's it. To have a to to be perfectly sinless and to know that the sin of humanity was going to be laid on you. I, the distress would be overwhelming and I think he also knew that he for the first time when he went to that cross was going to be outside of his father's presence alone. Yeah. He had always known his father, and he was going to have to cry out, why have you forsaken me? Eloi, Eloi, lama sakbakathani. It's a cry that occasionally in my life I feel a little bit of, of that feeling of being alone for the Son of God to be separated from his father. Mm. Uh, on top of... You know, he's alone in the garden. Nobody's praying with him. You know, all his friends run and forsake him. Peter denies and curses and swears by the gods he doesn't know the man. Everybody he loves runs. But on top of all that, he's separated from his father in those yeah. moments. And it's it's an incredible cry. Why? For me, for you. Mm. To, to give us the opportunity to not be separated from God, to bridge the gap between broken, depraved, sinful man and a holy God. That's, that was always it. We, God, God would have loved to come down and hugged every one of you before Jesus, but he, you'd have fried, you'd have burned it. It's like the guy who touched the ark when, when, when they were carrying yeah, the presence of God. And what, what was it? Uriah, I think mm-hmm. his name was. He touched it, and he, he was instantly killed. Why? Because the holy presence of God destroys sin. And when we had a sin nature still and we were broken and lost, we couldn't come in the presence of God. But Jesus, and it does say later in the chapter that the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, a 20-foot tall, one foot thick, made out of leather, skins, and cloth, was ripped from top to bottom, a supernatural statement of God saying, I am out. I am no longer needing to be separate from the people I love. There's now a way. And that way's name is Jesus Christ. I love that picture. The Bible says that uh, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. He was, and here's the thing, he was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. I mean, I'm just trying, we know that Jesus laid on the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But can you imagine as you're standing there being slapped that the actual sin of that person slapping you is actually going on to you? Yeah. And God's not even counting it against them. It's incredible the amount of grace that, that God has shown us through his son. It, it, you know, it, it takes me back to what Jesus said at the beginning of the chapter when they were, or where were they, when they were eating the, when they were eating, um, the last supper. And he said, in, oh, it's back in verse 24, this is my blood of the new covenant. Mm. Mm. See, all that, all that evil, horrible religious spirit that was treating Jesus the way they were— Come on. That, that, that religious tendency that we have to want to just torture and abuse each other um, and hold up these standards and then manipulate the standards so that I'm above it but you're below it, and all of that, <laughs> all of that got taken away because Jesus brought in a new covenant. And we, can't, we cannot overstate the importance of that because the old covenant was do it wrong and be cursed. Yep. But the new covenant, you can find in Hebrews chapter 8, God said, you know what? It's not about what you should or shouldn't do anymore. He said, I will, 
I will forgive all of their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I, I will, will remember, remember no more. more. Praise God. That's the new covenant in the blood of Jesus. The blood of bulls and goats is powerless, but the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And it's so incredible to remember that we are in a new covenant. There's not an old covenant. It's been, Jesus, in doing all of this, Jesus put the period at the end of the sentence of the yep. old covenant. Fulfilled and it all. Forever done. done. It's fulfilled and accomplished. He lived it perfectly. And now we have the blessing of sonship Come on. in the family of God. Man, we not enough words to make it happen, Pastor let's, Dan. Let's but, take a break yeah. and we'll, we'll hit it again for a minute or two <laughs> at the end. God bless you guys. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. You know, there's such a, 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 a dichotomy or such a such a contrast right here in, in verses where they start, uh, he's crucified at this point. 
and uh, the leaders, the religious leaders are walking by and they're wagging their heads. It says, aha, you who destroyed the temple, build it in three days. It's like a challenge. <laughs> see, see where you're at? All talk, no action. And then, they, then in verse 30, they say, save yourself. Come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves with the scribes said, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And you know what? If he'd have done that, and he could have, they would have all been lost. Mm. The, the very salvation they were asking him to take for himself, he was giving to them Amen. at that moment, wow. making it available. And imagine the... The accusation, false accusation that they're giving when, when he could have pulled his arms together and popped those nails out of that cross, stepped down off of there white hot like he did on the Mount of Transfiguration and said, there, believe, but with no sacrifice, there right. would have been no way to God. Oh, wow. And he stayed. Yes. He, he willingly stayed alone on that cross and to me, the, when you see those words and think about the ignorance we have, but the light that comes oh, praise God. in our relationship and knowing Shines God. In the Thank darkness. God for the word. Amen. Thanks, Mark. Great program. Thanks, Appreciate you. See you guys. See you, Nick. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.